Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Diaries of an Immigrant podcast with your hosts, Mame and Kwame. Happy New Year, guys! Happy, happy, happy New Year! Welcome to 2022. We hope this year is going to be a good one because last year, 2021, was all kinds of shades and colors mm-hmm. with COVID happening, the new variants every time. What was it? recent one omicron. omicron so i had this friend at work he said oh you know this new variant that has come the omega <laughs> and i was like what when he said that initially i was like wait what is omega <laughs> then i thought i was like ah omicron okay so yeah that's just about it. <laughs> so we hope that 2022 covid is going to you know get better mm-hmm. and life can return a bit back to normal because we kind of miss that yeah. yeah so happy happy new year to all our listeners from whichever part of the continent you listen to us from mm-hmm. thank you so much for being with us in the previous year 2021 we couldn't have made it this far without you so thank you so much and we hope you stick and stay with us in this year 2022 yeah and if it's your first time Welcome to the Diaries of an Immigrant podcast. We hope that as you've made it through the first episode for the year, that like you stay with us through mm-hmm. to the end of the year sure. because Kwame and I, we are cool, we're interesting, so you should stay with us. I mean, why are you laughing, Kwame? Are we not interesting? No. Really? Come on, don't do that. You know we are interesting, so do stay with us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So before we start today's discussion, we have a question from one of our listeners. Oh, it's more of like a comment. He said, when are you guys coming to Ghana so I can get to see the faces behind these voices since you don't want to show your faces? Why don't you want to show your face on social media, mommy? Well, I mean, like I'm waiting when we have like 10K followers on Instagram, then we can That's do that. That's a long time away from now. I know. So like if you want it to happen quickly, like tell your friends, come follow <laughs> us and then... We can get there quickly. That's actually on a lighter note. Right? Yeah, I'm just kidding. Just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. But I mean, we'll show our faces someday. Yeah. Someday. It will happen. Yeah. And how about the going to Ghana bit? I have no clue. I mean, for me, I miss home. I know you always say you don't miss home. I do. I really do miss home. I miss the food, the people, my friends, family. I miss like the social life and the activity and the noise. I really miss that, like sitting in church and yeah, the, 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 the fights and yeah. the concern. I really miss all that. But with the way COVID has been going on for so long, new variants coming here and there, I know like now they kind of have banned the whole of Europe. So like we, we can't go anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, they've banned us in Ghana and even other Ghanaians when they are trying to go home. We see the stress they go through mm-hmm. at the, at the airports, airports and yeah. all that. And I'm not ready to For go that. through that. No, I'm mm-hmm. not ready. So until COVID goes down, where we can all feel safe and secure to come back home, that is when we will do that. But not to worry. When we are coming, you hear Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, if you didn't understand that, I just meant you hear that we are coming. Yeah. You will know that we are coming. because the adore troops. Yeah. yeah. And, and we'll be in the news. Yeah. And, like, maybe the military will even meet up with, like, helicopters uh-huh. because we are, like, celebrities. The bloggers you know? will be there. Yeah. yeah. Everybody will be there. It'll be, like, year of return. You know. Yeah. So you hear of it. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> I mean. But, yeah. It's going to be when things calm down a bit. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Anyway, mm. so to today's episode, we'll be discussing how we can all live a life of intent for the year 2022. Mm-hmm. 
and I know that it's a new year, so for most of us, we would have written down um, goals that we want to see through till the end of the um, year. But um, for one reason or the other, there are times that we also set these goals aside and just put our lives on autopilot and just allow things to happen to us. And um, for us, that is quite problematic. And that's because we believe that you should be able to be the architect of your own life and destiny. Mm -hmm. You should not live life as if a PDF version of your life has been handed over to you and you cannot edit it. You know, it's important for you to also make contributions into your own life. So that's why we are here today to discuss this, you know, um, topic about um, living a life of intent. Mm -hmm. And um, there are certain habits that we've also incorporated in our, in our own life and other to see a lot of growth um, in our lives, both personally and, of course, um, professionally. So as we believe that we are all a family and we are all a community, it's incumbent on us to also share some of these um, tips with our listeners. And most importantly, hopefully these tips are also able to help you as um, a person mm -hmm. in developing both personally and professionally as well. So that's why we are here today. But um, before Mame comes in, I would also quickly like to add that um, it's important to know that we are not perfect. We also have our own shortcomings. There are times that we also make our own fair share of mistakes. But for us, we learn on a consistent, you know, basis. Mm -hmm. And some of the things that we are we are about to share are things that we also learned. And we believe that it's important for us to, you know, put, you know, this kind of things, you know, out there. So that's why we're here today. Mm -hmm. And um, we hope this episode also benefits you like um, always. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Of course, like Kwame is saying, we don't live any perfect life. We all have our, also our shortcomings, like you said. We're learning every day. We are discovering ourselves every day, seeing new versions of ourselves. And so, yeah, we're evolving. And these tips that we're going to share today, as listeners, you could also implement some of these and, you know, discover yourself like we are. And together we can be on this journey where we find ourselves and achieve our goals and, yeah, just yeah, develop together. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we hope you stay with us. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what do we mean by living a life of intent or living with intention? In simple terms, living with intention is living with a plan. Mm -hmm. It's about making things happen instead of allowing or letting things happen to you. It's about finding a path and staying on that path. So that is how we define living with intention or living with intent mm -hmm. in today's discussion. Mm -hmm. So Kwame, how can we live a life of intention? Great point. <laughs> Great question, yeah. actually. Okay, so um, there are a lot of ways by which you can live a life of intent. Mm -hmm. And for us, we've decided to narrow this down to six points mm -hmm. as to um, how you can also live a life of intent. Mm -hmm. The first way in which you can live a life of intent is by... Um, controlling the happening in your life mm -hmm. so just like you said earlier you do not allow things to just happen to you you are in control you know of it and mm -hmm. um, mame would say that in controlling your life it's important and incumbent that you have a plan mm -hmm. for me i say that it's important for you to have a passion mm -hmm. and what i mean by passion is the attention i give to every single thing that lies in front of me 
on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis. Mm -hmm. So for example, one of the things that I know I'll be passionate about this year on a weekly basis is our podcast. Mm -hmm. And I believe that it's important that we work assiduously in order to put great content out there for listeners, you know, to benefit from just like, you know, today's episode. Mm -hmm. The second thing as well that I know I'll be passionate about this year on a day-to-day basis as my work. Mm-hmm. It's incumbent for me to also uh, improve upon, you know, whatever I do at work in order to enhance my own efficiency mm-hmm. and to a large extent uh, my own productivity, you know, mm-hmm. at work. So I believe um, on a day-by-day basis, it's important for me to be learning new skill, either through um, um, signing up for a course or watching a video and other to, you know, better my own life in terms of, you know, work. The next thing which is very important to me as well, Mame, is the fact that it's important for me to be passionate about our relationship on a day-by-day, you know, basis. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think that relationship is just, you know, a walk in the park. Mm -hmm. It's really hard work. Mm -hmm. I need to show and prove to you on a consistent basis, either through my actions or inaction, that, Mame, you didn't make the wrong choice. Oh, yeah, you you need to convince (laughs) me. I mean, I know I didn't make a wrong choice, but it would just be nice for you to remind me daily that... You are the right one. (laughs) So, yeah, it's important for you to, you know, um, also do that. So um, that's what I mean by having, you know, passion. So it's important as a listener to also ask yourself, what am I passionate about and what can I do in order to enhance, you know, some of these things whilst I go through um, the years. So this uh, um, what I refer to as, you know, passion. But in saying this, let me also quickly add that um, in as much as I would have, things that I work on on a weekly, uh, monthly, or daily basis. There are times that life in itself throws you, you know, off balance a mm-hmm. bit. And one thing that I know I have great for is my ability to um, adapt to situation. Mm-hmm. I don't really care what life actually throws at me i'm able to handle it you know when life gives me the lemon i would make lemonade you know out of it Mm -hmm. and i believe i'm a firm believer in that you know Mm -hmm. accession so i don't really care what life throws at me i'm able to you know adapt in order to and see whatever goal i have you know to fruition Mm -hmm. so yeah oh yeah i mean like you were saying i like to set goals and have a plan like i plan our weekly meals Mm -hmm. i plan our daily grocery list i plan uh um bills in the house i plan everything even uh my diets my weights everything i'm planning you know mm. i live constantly on a plan with a plan yeah, yeah with a plan and that is how i live my life mm-hmm. and that's what makes even like it makes us a good pair because mm-hmm. we are very different when yeah. it comes to some of these things and i know that from a very young age mm-hmm. i've always had this big plan of staying abroad and I remember when I was a kid, there were times that people used to go like, I cry away in Penisim. Like, people, <laughs> yeah, people yeah. say that I, I act too like a grown up <laughs> when I'm young, you know. But I mean, that's just me. Uh-huh. It was my plan. It was my goal to study abroad. Mm. And I would say it's all the time, anywhere. I, don't, I didn't know when or how it was going to happen. But what I didn't know is it would happen, yeah. you know. And so they were told, they would tell me when I was young, if you want to study abroad, then you need to study hard. Mm-hmm. So I was studying hard. You needed hard. a grade. Yeah, you need a grade through basic school, through junior high, through high school. High school came with a lot of challenges for me, like financial and all that. But I managed to. And importantly for me was to get a good grade so I could get to the university. And then when I was at the university, I noticed, okay, now this dream looks like 
it can happen for me. Like it looks really close to me. So what can I do to let it happen? I looked around me. I noticed that when people worked as TA during national service, mm-hmm. they more often than not went outside to study their masters, which is actually my dream. So then it means if I want to make this easier for me, I need to become a TA. Mm-hmm. So that was my plan. Oh, so I have to set like little goals that will get me to the bigger one. Mm-hmm. So how do I become a TA? First of all, I need good grades. And then there's an interview. I need to pass it so I can become a TA. And then hopefully when I become a TA, I can now go abroad to go study. So the little goals I set for myself was what I was working on. Make sure I get a good grade. Make sure I get like first class or mm-hmm. at least second upper. upper yeah. Go for the interview. Impress my lecturers. Get a TA position. Do my job well. And then through that, start applying for the master's. And that was how I went through to get this goal done. So I've always had a plan. Like I was saying, it doesn't matter what it is. I always had a plan for Mm -hmm. it. But even though I set these plans, I'm also very flexible. Mm -hmm. Because I know that there are times where you set some plans and it doesn't happen for you. Because you are just thrown off balance. Yeah, Yeah, things come, Mm -hmm. things happen. Mm -hmm. But you, you need to know that yeah you need to be flexible mm-hmm. things will have to change there are some dreams that i had that i've let go sure. there are some you know goals i had that i let go like i wanted to be a forensic psychologist <laughs> you know and later on i wanted to be a neuropsychologist and all that but they changed phd yeah i had phd ambitions mm-hmm. it changed you know and and that is how life is mm-hmm. there are certain stages of your life that things have to change mm-hmm. so i'm flexible mm-hmm. and i'm able to adapt when i have to mm-hmm. but most importantly i have a goal mm-hmm. and I know that we are saying you should have control over the happenings of your life. There are times where people want to be the ones doing that thing for you. If you open the door for if them. There are times you don't even allow them, but they push their way through yeah. the door to come and set goals for you. Mm. When you, It doesn't have anything to do with the plans that you have for your life. Mm. And I know with the society in which we came from in Ghana, which is a very opinionated mo- opi- yeah, society and very open one. Mm. People have opinions about everything. There are times where people want to even spell out when you should like have kids, mm-hmm. like Kwame and I. I mean, in today's episode, we are going to be as transparent as possible. So we are going to just, you know, spill everything. Kwame and I don't have kids. But there are times where people ask you, so why don't you have kids? Like, why are you not having kids? It's, it's nice to have kids. It's good you have them when you're young so that they grow with you. And I'm like, no, but currently kids do not fit in our plan. Mm-hmm. Like Kwame and I, the trajectory we are on, having kids is not, is not going to be feasible for any of us. So for now, no, they are not on the list. Of course, we'll have kids when we are ready. Mm -hmm. But as you are asking us, we are not ready. And we are not going to do it because you asked, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And there are times where people would ask questions like, when are you getting married? And when are you going to get a kid? When are you going to change your job? When are you getting a car? And all those things. Like, don't let people spell out how your life should go. Mm -hmm. You have your plan. And that's why it's important that you have a plan. You have your plan. You know at which points you get married. You know at which points you get your car. You know at which points you move out of your parents' home. Don't let someone force you to do it when you are not ready. Because mm-hmm. I know there are times where people have gotten married to the wrong people because their parents or their the family pressure, told yeah. them to marry that person mm-hmm. and they are very miserable. You want to have your life in your own hands. There heart. are times that people also moved abroad mm-hmm. to study. And they just moved because someone actually told them that, oh, um, it's okay for you to come study here. And mm. they didn't do their homework. So mm. they just moved. 
And then at the end of the day, they got there and then they realized, okay, I shouldn't have quit my job to, you know, leave mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah. that. So. so it's important that you have this in your hands and decide how you want your life to go for I you. remember growing up, uh, there was this point that um, we're having a discussion as to what I should do right after high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad actually suggested that I should go to the... Um, teachers training training college college, and no disrespect to you know teachers i mean we are what we are today uh, because of our teachers teachers. but for me it didn't sit well in my plan Mm -hmm. and the reason why that didn't sit well in my plan was the fact that in my family my mother didn't go to the university uh, neither did my dad Mm -hmm. so for me I, i felt like no i need to you know be able to challenge that school of thought i need mm-hmm. to be able to break through that uh, bondage yeah. or whatever it is yeah. so i really wanted to go to you know the university but my dad felt like we didn't have the money so i can actually do a quick u-turn through the teachers training college and then eventually okay. when i'm employed i can go back to the uh, university then i remember my mother saying that no why should he go to teachers training before going to the university when he can just go to the university yeah. so i remember i actually sided with my Mother, as uh, always, as always, and today, here I am. You know, mm-hmm. I'm glad that I didn't go to teacher training because it didn't sit well in my plans. Plan. Yeah. yeah, I remember myself too in high school. Like I said earlier, we had some really, I had some really hard times. My family was in really serious debt, and there were some court cases and all that, and things were really hard for me. Like my parents couldn't afford my fees. And it was for like a year or two, my fees were not being paid. And I knew what it meant that they won't allow me to write the wasi and all that. And I was really worried. But I felt like my goal is to complete and to complete with a good grade. Even mm-hmm. with the hardships, I need to learn hard sure. and make sure that I graduate with a good grade. And so there was this man who told my mother, oh, because of how, you know, times are hard in your house. Why don't you let mommy go learn how to sew after school? And of course, this is with no disrespect to seamstresses. I mean, we need you guys when you make those beautiful clothes for us, for us to feel good in. But for me, that was not my plan. Like I said, my plan was to travel abroad and to study abroad. That was my plan. If I become a seamstress, then how does that get mm-hmm. me to my goal? It won't happen. Sure. So I remember I was really angry when my mother told me, I was like, who does he think he is to have a say in how my life spans out? And I was also angry with my mom. Like, what kind of conversations have you been having with him that made him feel like he could even suggest this to you that he even came to tell me to, mm-hmm. you know? So at that moment, what suggestion, whatever suggestion he was giving me was not one that fits in my life's plan. And I didn't take it. So there are times where people will come with all sorts of advice. Mm-hmm. You don't need to take it. Sometimes, yeah, you go to ask for it. But there are times where when it comes, you don't have to take it. If it doesn't, yeah, if it doesn't fit in your plan, Mm. don't take it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always say that, of course, I don't want to take advice from people. I don't want to become. So so. if I'm coming to you for an advice, then I listen to it and see, okay, whether or not this would situate well in my plan Mm -hmm. and then go with it or otherwise. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember when I had to go to my uncle's house before national service to ask him for advice Mm -hmm. as to what to do with my life. Mm -hmm. Because... There were two paths ahead of me. Either I could work with this psychology um, corps to work in the psychiatric institutions in Ghana, or I could become a TA. 
So I went to him and I told him, these are the two options ahead of me right now. Which part do you think I should take? And then he's like, oh, knowing you, you really love research. You love to teach. Also, you wanted to do your master's, right? So why don't you go with the TA path? Because remaining in academia is really, you like research. You would enjoy yourself there. But I know you like working in there uh, with people with mental disabilities as well. But I think you really like the research more. And it helped me understand myself a bit better. Mm -hmm. And that is why I chose the path to become the TA. So there are times where you need some form of direction, but you need to know who to talk to, you know. And then if it doesn't sit well within your plans, you don't have to take it. Yeah, and you should be okay not to take it. Sure. Yeah. You should be able to reject certain things in life, else you stand for nothing. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, to the next point mm -hmm. um, as to how you can also live a life of intent. Mm -hmm. One of the ways is, is to stop making excuses. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing that we should all understand is that in life, you miss every shot you do not take. Mm -hmm. So it's important that you stop making those excuses. I'll tell you something about excuses that I've learned over the years. Is the fact that um, they are always valid, mm -hmm. but they do not allow you to reach your goal. Mm -hmm. They are always valid, but they do not allow you to reach your goal. They always come with this, you know, emotion, which for me, it's more of like an anchor that drags you, you know, behind. So instead of you taking your life into your own hands, you actually engage in the blame game and say, oh, because of, you know, the system in which I find myself in, that is why I, I wasn't able to maybe go to school. I understand it is a valid reason, but, but how would that help you to attain the result that you want you know, it to, you know, attain. Mm -hmm. It will not help you in any way, mm -hmm. you know. So it's important for you to acknowledge, you know, um, excuses as they are. But most importantly, ask yourself whether or not this excuse is going to help me reach my goal. Mm -hmm. Recently, um, there was a realization that I also came um, to because of a movie that we watched. Mm -hmm. And then someone said in the movie that um, the world breaks everybody, the good the brave and the gentle. Those, it doesn't break, it kills. <laughs> yeah. And for me, it made me realize that, okay, in life, sometimes a lot of things are thrown at you. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you need to get it wrong in order to get it right. Mm -hmm. So it's okay for you to maybe sit back and cry mm -hmm. and wail mm -hmm. and uh, feel like you are disrupt. Mm -hmm. It's okay. But the most important action is to not to sit at that particular place you need to cry, yes, but dust yourself up and move on mm -hmm. to the next phase. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself, what exactly can I do in order to change this current situation? I remember right after national service um, at in Ghana, I was looking for a job because I, I didn't stay at the place that I did the national service, so I was looking for a job. And I was really looking hard, but I wasn't finding it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know whether it was because of, you know, the nepotism. Indeed, the nepotism has actually worked in my favor before. But, but this time, this time it around, it wasn't working in my favor. So I asked myself, what can I do in order to better this situation? Should I still uh, be looking for the job or can I create my own thing? And I um, had this idea and I decided to, you know, follow through with it. I opened a small business and that is how I was feeding. So I eventually got this marketing role where I started working as, you know, a brand activation, you know, person. But... Through it all, I realized that even the point at which I started, you know, my business, it helped me to learn a lot of things that I further on, you know, incorporated um, during my in my marketing during my marketing role, and most importantly as well, it was one of the things that I remember I wrote for my motivation, you know, letter as to 
what I think I could also become right after the program. Mm-hmm. And I think it propelled my course because, of course, I was admitted to, you know, the master's, you know, program. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's what I mean by you not, you know, making excuses. Yes, I wasn't finding a job. Yes, I felt at, as at that point, I felt like I was statistically positioned to fail mm-hmm. because I didn't know anybody because there were no jobs in the system. Mm-hmm. But I said, no. What can I do to better my situation? And that's what I did. I'm sure uh, in subsequent episode we might be sharing our personal, you know, life, yeah. and I'll tell you what exactly what business I did. And I'm sure a lot of people might be surprised, surprised as to yeah. what business I did. But that's what I, I I decided to do in order to keep body and soul together. So mm-hmm. that's what I mean. You should always remember that excuses are valid, yes, but they will not allow you to reach your goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mommy. Yeah. As you're talking about this, I just remember my life story as well. Like you said, we have to do like a full episode of our lives. And it's coming soon. I remember when I was in high school, times Mm -hmm. were really hard. Like I said earlier, my parents were in debt and we had some court cases and my fees were not being paid. And I couldn't even have like provisions to take to school. Times were really, really hard. But I thought to myself... Since my goal is to study abroad, then I have to finish this high school. Like, I have to. So what can I do to get through in um, high school? So I thought through and I realized, well, they did have these scholarships that they give to some students. Mm -hmm. And these were even like rich kids. They didn't need it, but they got it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, so how can I get one since I am the one who really needs it? So I thought through. I went to talk to one um, um, reverend sister in my school. So I went to a Catholic school. If you didn't know, I went to a Catholic school. I went to see one reverend sister. I spoke to her about my situation. My parents were struggling with my fees. And she said, okay, I will take you to the headmistress so you can talk to her. So she took me to the headmistress. And then I explained my situation. I told her how things were. They checked my academic records. And she's like, wow, you're really good. And she was like, yeah, so we we have to help you. And then they helped me apply for this scholarship that I got. So I even finished my senior high school with a scholarship Mm. because my parents couldn't pay my fees. But at that moment, I wasn't willing to just give up and go like, because my parents cannot pay my fees, I'm dropping out of school to go home, you know. And so that is how I pull through. Yeah, it was a valid excuse to say my parents could not pay my Mm -hmm. fees. It was a valid excuse to go like, I don't know what to do, so I'm going home. But I looked around me. What is happening around me? People do get scholarships and how can I benefit from it? Ask questions, seek for the help the way I needed to. And that is how I got it. I remember my headmistress, she was really impressed with my grades. And later on, she took me like a daughter. She used to call me and ask me, how are you doing? Do you have provisions? Do you want us to help you with this and all that? So yeah, the excuses might be there, but don't look at it. And for me, one thing I really, really hate to do is to blame somebody for my struggles Mm -hmm. i i don't like even at the workplace if something happens i will take responsibility for it and that is how i expect you to also take responsibility if something happens i do not like pointing hands at somebody like you did that you did that no if something happens or something bad even happens in our personal lives we look at it we learn what can we learn from this situation and then we move on Mm -hmm. there's no need to say it was your fault you caused this or you caused that no you have to just learn and move on. Sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that uh, made about excuses. Yeah. And so the third thing for me, it's that it's important for you to also surround yourself with uh, positive people if you want to live a life of intent. Mm-hmm. 
And there's something that I always say, which is the fact that everybody needs ego, mm-hmm. self-esteem, and want to feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's important that you surround yourself with people who have utmost belief in you mm-hmm. when you even engage in self-doubt. Because mm-hmm. there are times that we all get there yeah, when we doubt you know, ourselves. Mm-hmm. And for me, there are two people who are actually in my corner that um, encourage and are more of like cheerleaders for me. Mm-hmm. Yourself, mommy, mm-hmm. and then my sister. Mm-hmm. And I also refer to you guys as my thought leaders. Mm-hmm. And that is because each time I have an idea, each time I feel um, a surge of um, uncertainty, mm-hmm. I'm able to come to you and say, okay, this is my problem. And what do you think about it? Mm-hmm. And you're able to advise me, of course, not just that, but allow me to see perspective, which mm-hmm. is very important. There are times that I know myself, I'm neck deep into my own way. way yeah. yeah. But you make me see the other side of things and say that, oh, um, it's important for you to see this. Indeed, I remember back home in Ghana when you were here, we're having a lot of, you know, communication, you know, problems. And I remember uh, you used to call my sister. Mm-hmm. And then my sister would then call me and say, no, Kwame, it's important for you to see things from this angle. Mm-hmm. That is because I, I always used to also engage in the blame game and say, no, it's mommy. Mm-hmm. But my sister would point me out that, no, it is not mommy. It mm-hmm. is also you. It's important for you to engage in self-reflection mm-hmm. and add that to know what to do mm-hmm. to better, you know, that situation. So it's important for you to surround yourself with positive, you know, people. Else, there's no way you would, you know, succeed mm-hmm. with your life of um, intent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also... Um, if I realize that as a friend uh, or as an ally, uh, as an acquaintance, we don't think the same way. You're not going to help, help me, me get you are to not, my goal. Exactly. And you're not bringing any value yeah. to my life. Mm-hmm. I will not hesitate. To clear you. To clear you. Yeah. There's a concept that, of course, I have. The clearing concept. Mm-hmm. Maybe my will tell you about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when Kwame met me, before we started our relationship, I had a lot of male friends. And that's because I didn't like the drama that the girls come with. So I preferred to keep the boyfriends. And Kwame didn't like that. No. That's because I think he met some of them. And the kind of vibe they gave you was more like we are fighting for her. Yeah. For me, I used to see them as friends. But now, of course, looking back, I'm like, okay, I think that one liked me, that one liked me, that one liked me, this one did. And, all that. and they always yeah. wanted to prove a point mm. anytime I'm around you. Yeah. They wanted to show that, yeah, I'm actually cooler I, I than... Knew, I knew her before. Yeah, you. and I'm cooler, yeah. you know, uh, to with my mate, yeah, with my mate than you are. Mm. And for me, it was insignificant. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what Kwame did was to clear all of them one yeah. by one. I did. Oh, yeah. And yeah. by Claire, it's not like he like <laughs> did something bad to them yeah. or like killed them or anything. No, but he made me see reason why it wasn't healthy for our relationship to have these kind of friendships. And yeah, I willingly let them go because I think the relationship was more important to me than the friendships I had. So, yeah. I let all of them go. Oh, yeah. There, yeah. there are times that we have a conversation. We've actually agreed on something. And then you go and come back and you're like, no, this and that and that. I'm like, no, my man is actually talking to somebody. Someone. It's important for me to find. Clear that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's what we did. But like you said, we cleared them. And that's also because we had a goal. And my goal for at that time was to maintain our relationship and to grow it and nurture it. And that means letting people that wouldn't let me see this goal happening, let mm-hmm. them go. And I, and I did that. And sometimes it's okay to let people go. You know, as we were talking about having intentions and setting 
smaller goals to help you get to this main goal. It's more of like you adding, adding, adding things to your life. But living a life of intent also means you there's some things go. that you have to let go. And some people that you have to let go if they're not going to help you achieve this main goal that you have for yourself. And for Kwame, one of them was to let my friends go. And myself it was to allow these friends to go so we can maintain this relationship. I've also let go of a lot of my friends that um, I used to have back home in Ghana before I moved here. Mm-hmm. I've let go of a lot of them because Mm -hmm. I I realized that they are not at the same place that I am mentally, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. in terms of perspective, you know why. So Mm -hmm. I cannot have a decent conversation with you without we even uh, having an argument, you know, because you belong to one school of thought. Now, I also think that I have perspective, but you don't understand why I used to belong to one school of thought, but now I've changed. Yeah. And sometimes that is when you notice you have to let them go because Mm -hmm. there are some friends that you've had from the past, but now you're in a different place. And they are like kind of pulling you back to that past mm-hmm. where you were. Mm-hmm. And it's not healthy for you. Mm-hmm. It's not going to help you to reach your long-term goal. Exactly. And it's important that you let some of these people go. I remember there was something that Steve Harvey said that in life, as you move higher in life, there are some friends that you have to leave behind, mm-hmm. like leave them in the, at the bottom so whilst you climb the ladder. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's okay. You have to learn and cultivate to say, it's okay. Or to say no to people. There are times where maybe your friend will call you. Um, let's go to the cinema. Or let's go to this club. They're doing this party there. But maybe you are saving to pay your rent. Mm-hmm. And so at that moment, you don't have the financial willpower to go. Yeah. And it's okay to say no. Mm-hmm. Or someone wants to come and borrow money from you. You know very well this <laughs> person will not pay the money back. And that's how they'll mess up your finances. You have to be comfortable to say no. I remember I was listening to one lady, so she said her friend wanted to borrow her car. But she knows very well that this friend will take this car and mess it up. And you are not okay with it. So you have to say no to that friend. It's it's okay. And and saying no is more of like setting boundaries for yourself. And you need these boundaries to help you to get to your goal. If you don't set it, you you won't have um, that willpower. You have that um, discipline to get to it. So it's okay to say no to people. It's okay to clear people out of your life. It's okay to just let people out of your life. It's, it's okay to do that. Don't feel guilty for doing that because you have a long-term goal and you want to get to it. And sometimes these people that you have to let go might not only be friends or acquaintances or classmates. They might be family. Mm. There are times where you have some toxic family members that if you carry on with you, you go crazy. Like seriously, you have to let them go. Your parents, your siblings, if they are not bringing any value to your life. There are some of them that are just pulling you down all the time. Just like an uncle. And you have to let them go. So yeah, even if they are family members, there are times where people go like, oh yeah, family is everything. You need to keep them close. So then you are, you feel compelled because they are family members. There are some have good to keep them. family members. Of course, there are I good mean, ones. Yeah. But I'm talking about the toxic ones. The mm-hmm. ones that come with the bad energy. Mm-hmm. The ones that will borrow all your money and not pay. The ones that will take your car advice. and crash it. Mm-hmm. The ones that will be backbiting. Mm-hmm. The ones that will be telling your husband that you are cheating mm-hmm. when you are not. The mm-hmm. ones stirring up trouble in your life those are the ones you have to let go and it's okay yeah. they are family but you didn't choose them because in life you need to reject some things else you stand for nothing exactly yeah, so, so it's, it's important. It's, and it's okay to do mm-hmm. that don't feel guilty yeah yeah it's for your own good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
So to the next point, you need to have a growth mindset if you want to live a life of intent. And what do we mean by having a growth mindset? And that that is having a continuous learning lifestyle. You always need to be in the space where you're learning. I remember once a lady asked me, so what is that thing that makes you tick? What's that one thing you're so passionate about? And I said learning. Like, Mm. I love to learn. I thought it was something else. Which was that? Food. I will not say it. No, I just don't say anything. <laughs> I love to learn. I love to learn about everything. I'll be reading about whales, sharks, Egyptian oh, yeah. mythology, ancient Greece, and um, learning about Swedish history, which I don't, I won't use for anything. I'm, I'm, I actually, like to learn about everything. If you actually don't know the name of something, mommy is the right person. Yeah, like a dictionary. Oh yeah. yeah, you know the name or the word for everything. Just ask me what's that thing that and I'll see like. How did you know? I'm like, I just know. I'm just yeah. curious. Like, it's called chronically curious. I okay. like to know everything. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's how I am. It teaches you perspective. It teaches you to be open. And I want to find myself in that situation where maybe you go for who wants to be a millionaire. Okay. And you have one lifeline to call somebody <laughs> to find an answer to something. I want to be that one person that you can call. So our listeners, if you ever find yourself there, call mommy. Call mommy. She will have <laughs> the right answer for you. After that, give her percent of the money you didn't make it 10 you know <laughs> but yeah like that is my that's what makes me happy mm. just to know things because you never know when you have to apply them and that is how i see life you mm. know and also having that continuous growth mindset i wanted to or should i say i had a dream to become a clinical psychologist i don't know if i'll still push on with that but that's a dream that i had and so to become a clinical psychologist in Sweden with my master's degree, I still have to go back to school to study the psychologist program, which they call the psychologue program. And it's a five-year course, but because of my master's degree, it's going to be three years for me because I've already studied two years. So the thing is, the course is also in Swedish. So it means I need to learn Swedish to the point where I can study at the university in Swedish to get into this program. Mm-hmm. So if you might have heard us saying this maybe two months ago when I said I was going to take an exam and Kwame was like, he doesn't know why I'm doing it, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And I said, yeah, I need my certificates if I want to get into this program. So to get into the psychology program and to become the psychologist I want to become, first of all, my first goal, um, smaller goal, is to learn Swedish. So I have to enroll for that Swedish as a second language course at Lund University. Mm-hmm. Do that for a year because I want to do it on distance. After that, take the final exam. If I pass it, then now I can apply into the psychologist program. Study is for three years. When I finish that, I have to do a one year like um, internship. They call it practique. If I finish that, before I can now apply to become a psychologist in Sweden. But... The big goal has been set and the smaller goals have been set and I'm currently working on it. Mm. So this is my constantly learning thing. Like, I don't like to take a break. I realized that the only time I actually took a break during summer was the last Last summer. Yeah. Yeah. Every summer is either I'm learning Swedish or I'm learning a course or I'm going to the driving school. But this summer, I even started a driving school and we're like, you know what, just take a break. And then I went for just one week and I stopped. And for once, I give myself a vacation. Yeah. But I'm always like learning. And for me, that is what makes me happy. Also because I have a lot of goals 
that I've set for myself, which requires certain actions. And I'm always constantly learning and trying to pursue that dream. So yeah, that's how I live my life. Mm-hmm. And so to add to that, ma'am, um, having a growth mindset as well means having a teachable mindset. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, whatever happens in my life, I try as much as possible to learn from it, either good or bad. Mm-hmm. There is this popular um, Ghanaian adage which mm-hmm. says that first fool is not a fool, second fool is not a fool, but third fool is a fool. For mm-hmm. me, first fool is not a fool, but second fool is a fool. Mm-hmm. So I try as much as possible to learn from things. Mm-hmm. An example is when my mom passed. Um, I felt like I wasn't proactive enough in trying to get her to the hospital, mm-hmm. you know. So she died abruptly mm-hmm. um, and fell ill on Thursday, Sunday. She, she was, was gone, gone, you know. So I blamed myself. And up until now, I still, you know, feel guilty about it. Yeah, there are times that you cry. I haven't cried, you know, about it. And for me... That also told me that it's important that I show up for those I care for mm-hmm. when they are ill. Mm-hmm. An example is I remember those initial stages when we're dating. I had to come all the way to Legon. One night I, I was done with work. I was going home. And then you called me. I remember I was around cycle there about. It was raining. It was raining. And then you said you were not well and all that. I had to quickly rush to um Legon and um I remember one of your colleagues actually said, Oh, that's such a kind gesture. Yeah, like, she didn't only say kind, she said she felt like you were superman, like <laughs> how you just showed up and took me to the hospital and like the next day I was fine. Yeah, and yeah. I, I didn't want to feel that guilt again of having maybe lost, you know, um another loved one to the fact that I wasn't, you know, proactive enough. So that's why I decided to do that. So mm-hmm. that's what I mean by you having a teachable you know spirit where you go through life making sure that you pick up your pieces by learning consistently Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no matter what the situation is whatever challenge you face you need to learn what you have to learn from it and yeah move on yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so to the next bit right um Mm -hmm. as well in trying to live a life of intent it's important for you to consistently feed your mind with positive thoughts uh, things that are mind stimulating because mm-hmm. um i know mommy for mommy mommy would always ask so this thing that we are watching what are we going to you know learn yeah. from it like anytime maybe we have to watch a movie from netflix Kwame would choose one and i'm like wait what are we going to learn from this movie or sometimes i'm cooking and you're watching a movie and i'm just listening i'm like so what are you what kind of stupid movie are you watching? i always say that like yeah. what are you what did he just say you know for me i feel like everything you're doing you have to learn something from it you know, one thing that you've made me question as well is watching skits like those comedy skits on like Facebook. There are times I'm watching it, and right after I'm done, my mom's like, So, what did you learn from this? And I'm like, Come to think of it, I didn't learn anything, I just yeah, laughed. So, what was the point? And my mom's like, So, do you want to be laughing all the time? Like, is it just comedy you want to feed yourself? <laughs> I mean, it's okay to laugh, but like, when you do like watch 10 of those videos every day, really. <laughs> you know and i'm um, talking about facebook um currently because of the power of social media we are actually in touch with a lot of negativity mm-hmm. and um content that do not add any value to our life mm-hmm. and of course this is not to say that i'm saying that social, social media, media is, is a bad, bad thing no. indeed i'm sure you might have been listening to us from our instagram page yeah. which led you to maybe anchor spotify and all the other platforms yeah, so, you probably noticed us from instagram yeah from so our advertisement i so. know for me as a person i believe that social media has a lot of merit as compared to the demerit 
but um, there's a lot of content out there and it's incumbent on us to sieve through them and other to see which one of them would see as um, value contributors you know to our lives recently i was watching um, a documentary i think it was by dw uh, TV. Uh, tv or something and they said there was this young lady who nearly committed suicide because she was starving herself and that's because she was seeing an image on one of the of a person on one of the social media platform and she thought i also want to be like this mm -hmm. and because of that she was starving herself you know mm -hmm. to death yeah. and I, I i thought it was quite problematic and that's because now we live in a world where the struggles that people go through they don't put it out no, there no. but it's actually their successes mm -hmm. so you see and then you feel pressured you you feel like oh mm -hmm. Um, why am I like this and this person is like mm. that and all. we are all human there are uh, times that we all get there yeah. you see someone and then it triggers something you're like oh am I not doing enough am I not doing this and that you know so for me there are certain social media handles or platforms that I not even go to yeah, you know I don't I know. Yeah, and there's I know. places that I don't really go to I, I just take in my lane and that's because I don't want to you know get there and on social media, so as much as possible, I try to feed myself and my mind with a lot of positive, you know, content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you totally. A lot of a lot of times, social media, especially for we women, it tends to make you question yourself mm -hmm. if you are enough, if you are on the right path. Are you like making the right decisions for your lives? I showed you a video the other day when someone said, instead of... Um, was it chasing men? You should chase flights or something. I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? And then I showed it to you. And I'm like, what is this? Like, mm. you're living your best life. Good for you. But like, That's really. That's because the person went to shop, you know, yeah. somewhere. And then they were catching a flight. And, 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 and the, the funny thing was, she shopped from H&M. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, no disrespect to H&M. But like, really? Is this what you're trying to show me? Even those going to the Louis Vuitton and stuff. You're not giving me pressure. You're using your H&M to give me pressure. But like, I mean. Social media makes you question yourself. You ask yourself, are you good enough? Like, are you there yet? And there's this lady that I, I saw once. She was talking about, like, body positivity. And she said, yeah, she knows she has a big belly. And it's okay because that is where your intestines are stored. What's the problem? <laughs> you know, because people give us this impression, like, as a woman, you have to look this way. You have to look that way. That, and That's an interesting point. Yeah, she's like, that's where you store your intestines. So what's your problem? Like, it's supposed to be a little pouch. It's not supposed to be entirely flat flat especially if you're not gymming or anything mm -hmm. so don't kill yourself for that like it's okay and it's normal this is the normal thing out there everybody has a little bit of a pouch yeah. it's just a few that have their six packs good for them okay. yeah but like you we don't all don't have to look the same mm -hmm. you know and then i saw another video where a lady was teaching ladies how to pose on social media so you might see this girl she's taking this picture like everything is looking really nice she's posed though it's not real or sometimes they use like these filters to take off wrinkles of their face and take stretch marks off and you'll be at home questioning yourself like how am i living i remember there was this also this post where someone was talking about if you're a woman now they have this thing where if you've given birth it's like in the next six months you have to look perfect and somebody is like they are your genes play a factor your diet plays a factor. Maybe you had caesarean section. It means you can't go to the gym as quickly as someone who had natural birth can do. Don't stress yourself. It's okay. 
to look different. It's okay. It's a slow process. And everybody will get there in the end. The most important thing is you feel comfortable. So please don't let social media tell you things like you're not good enough or you've not achieved what you have to. Your classmates will be sharing pictures like they're achieving. You have no idea. They're probably so sad. But yeah. you are content with yourself and that's enough. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just be careful what you consume on social media. If it's not going to help you achieve your goal in any way, if it's making you doubt yourself and all that, then like as you are clearing people, you clear the social media too. Yeah. yeah. Some mm-hmm. handouts, not everything on social media. Of course, media. don't clear DOA. <laughs> we, we, we don't want you to clear us. We are not that bad. Yeah. So. But yeah, and talking about feeding your mind with positive thoughts as well, it also ties into what we said about surrounding yourself with positive, right you know, people. the right people. Because mm-hmm. um, when you surround yourself with negative people, it will be a matter of time before you also start complaining about every single thing. Mm-hmm. You complain and complain and complain. Mm-hmm. So, uh, because of their negativity, that feeds into your mind as well. Mm-hmm. And then that's what you also spew out mm-hmm. there. You don't see any positive thing in any ever, th- ever mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. yeah. So, it's very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the last uh, point is the fact that if you want to live a life of intent, you should be willing to pay the price that it comes with oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, rightly said. Um, I remember someone once told me that in order for me to get to a place that I've never gotten to before, it's important for me to do things that I've never done before. Mm-hmm. And of course, Which good is, things. Yeah, really, really nice. Not I mean, bad yeah, things. You know? I'm not saying go and do some bad things, but like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I've this never thought about so Yeah, it makes sense. so much. In order for me to get to a place that I've never gotten to before, it's important for me to do things that I've never done before. Mm-hmm. So... I'm asking you, our listener, a very important, you know, question. What are you willing to do in order to change your current situation? So, for example, if you are desperately looking for a job, are you still using the same CV or cover letter for all your job application? Mm-hmm. And the last question that I would also want to ask is for those who want to, who have an idea and want to start something, are you still thinking it's not yet time to start that business Mm -hmm. one thing that i've learned over the years is the fact that it doesn't matter who you are today what actually matters is the price you are willing to pay to become whatever you want to become Mm -hmm. and we've all paid our own fair share of you know prices yeah Yeah. Yeah. as you're saying this i just remember how hard life was for me even in the university so it wasn't only hard in high school it was hard in the university as well and that was because I had my uncle who was taking care of me through the university. And it meant that I needed to go to his house every weekend to clean, to wash dishes, to wash all his clothes, wash his wife's clothes. And he had two kids that I was older than. I had to wash their clothes, like clean the house. Do I was practically their maid. I go to the market, go get the groceries, come home, come and cook so that I can even get some of the food to take to school. And that was how I was living my life. But that was a price I was willing to pay. Mm. Because in the end, at least I got some food to take to school for the week. At least he would pay my fees. If I don't do that, then I don't know how I'm going to finish through the university. And that was how I lived my life. So it comes with costs. Of course, it's not going to be a walk in the path. Living a life of intent is not easy. At Lund University as well, my goal was, I've said it countless times, was to graduate and to graduate on time. What did it mean to graduate in time? It means I don't have time for distractions. 
If people are going for parties or going to the club, I don't have time for that. And I won't go. And that meant I was lonely a lot of the time. But I was willing to pay the price of loneliness just to make sure that I graduate on time. Because there were times I used to see some of the ladies hanging out together and then they'll take pictures. Or once one of the girls was like, oh, she came to see one girl who was just a floor above me and they were cooking. They didn't call me. And I felt like, why would you not call me? I mean, we're all from the same country. We are friends. And why would you not call me? But they didn't call me. And I felt like it's okay. Maybe they felt like I was strange or I was too serious for their liking. Mm -hmm. And it was okay to be lonely. Even in that time, it helped me to learn more about myself. That was when I started developing a lot of my interest and like learning about all sorts of things. Because if I have the time on my hands, then I can watch a video or learn to do SPSS or something. And then I was learning for myself. So yeah, if you want to have your dreams come true for you, if you want to live that life of intent, if you want to set those goals for yourself and let go of all the distractions that come with and say no to people and cut off people, you will be lonely. But you should be willing to pay that. That I don't mind. It's a cost I'm willing to pay. It's a price I'm willing to pay just because I have this long-term goal. And the thing is, once you get there, it's so nice. It's so beautiful when you have actually seen your dreams coming true. So just let go of the distractions and don't be too hard on yourself. Don't feel sorry for yourself. In the end, we'll be laughing. Yeah. That's what we call the delay. Gratification. Yeah. In psychology, we have something called delay gratification where you um, prevent yourself from some immediate joy or immediate pleasure because you have a long-term plan. You're just waiting to enjoy in the end. Like, you know, I think we've said this before as well. When some of my friends here were traveling around to explore Europe, I didn't want to do that because my goal was to graduate and to graduate in time. So I didn't have time for any of those distractions. I was saving my money and everything. If anything happens, at least I know I have a cushion down. But now when we are all working, Kwame is here. Now I can tour Europe with Kwame. And who who else would I want to even do this with if not Kwame? So now oh. it's yeah. <laughs> so now it's even more pleasurable, it's even more enjoyable <laughs> to have waited to do it with the one I love. So, so that's yeah. what yeah, we refer to as delayed gratification. gratification. Yeah. yeah. So um, to end our discussion, we'll just give you with one reason why it's important that you live with intention. And that's because you're going to feel this internal locus of control, we say in, in psychology, where you know that things are in your hands, like you can make things happen for yourself. It's not like someone, like Kwame said, someone has handed you this PDF version of your life where you can't edit. But no, you are in control. You can edit and write things how you want it to be. And you know, when you're in control, it gives you this inner peace because you know that no matter what comes, you can handle it mm-hmm. because you have a plan. Mm-hmm. If it goes this way, I'll go that way. If it comes this way, I'll go another way because you know you're in control. And that inner peace it comes with, it's, it's just beautiful. And in the end, when you've stood your grounds, when you've overcome all the challenges, when you've been able to go through all your steps and you get to your goal, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. You'll be so happy and proud of yourself mm-hmm. that you were able to see it through. So yeah, it's hard, but just do it. And you, you, it, will, it pays off. It really, really does. It does pay off.
So before we go, we'll leave you with a call to action like we've been doing in season three for all our episodes. We'll leave you with something to think about or a challenge for yourself for the week to think through. So we know that it's a new year, which means it's a period of renewal and transition. And we can make this year 2022 more fulfilling if we use this moment to reflect on what our intentions are. So what are your intentions? What are your goals? What do you want to achieve? And how have they evolved over the years? Have you changed some of your intentions? Have you changed some of your goals? Is it still valid, the old ones you have? Do you need to make some adjustments? Or do they still stand for you? And how can you continue to live and work in a way that reflects these intentions? What do you have to do? What smaller goals do you have to set for yourselves? What challenges do you have to set for yourselves in order to get to these bigger goals? This is what we leave you with. Reflect on these things and let us know what you think. Or send us your comments. What has been some of the goals you've set for yourself for this year? And we're just curious. Let us know. And let us know if you have any um, highlights also from this episode. Would like to hear from you as to what you think about um, this whole episode as and well. Discussion, yeah. of course, yeah. So we hope you found today's episode interesting and the discussion interesting. If it was that, kindly share with your friends and loved ones so they can also benefit from our conversations. And as always, it will mean a lot to us if you subscribe to our podcast on our listening platforms and give us a rating on apple podcasts share with your friends and loved ones and until next time have a blessed 2022 hey door bye